one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Let's say you meet somebody. Let's say you're single first. Mm, yes. Just you know, let's pretend it's that a, you're not it's like a hypothetical. Up. Off this the is top. a hypothetical. Yeah. All right. So let's say you meet somebody, and they're the most perfect, amazing person in the world. Mm. But then you find out that they are vegan right. and they require you to be vegan as well in order uh, to date them. Yes. Now, this isn't just for veganism or vegetarianism. This is, would you change a major part of your life to date someone who was ideal for you? Would you be able to go vegan? Yes, because some, so some... Well, they're ultimatums, right? Aren't they? Like, if you want to be with me, you have to adopt. Yeah, this like lifestyle. I know a lot of people aren't quite like that, but they will try and encourage yeah. them towards veganism or vegetarianism. So some of those, i.e., vegan vegetarianism, are much better than other like, ultimatums. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if it was a yes, like you have to go full vegan. And your in the premise of your question was this person is incredible. This for person's you. incredible. This for person you. is amazing for you, and yeah. you won't even think about doing this. Like, you won't even consider it for this amazing incredible person for you you know what like i'd ask for a compromise oh I'd yeah be like i oh, will yeah. grad <laughs> i will i will like i i'm and i feel really like guilty about it but i'm a massive carnivore like i, I like my meat nope that's taken out of context hey, don't don't do nobody take the sound bite <laughs> out of context and put it in a speech bubble above my head or anything um I would I would uh, ask if I can lean into vegetarianism and veganism um, and also like a lot of the meat that I source, not that I want to turn this into a, like a meat question, mm. um, but because my parents uh, live out near a farm, we can source meat quite ethically um, rather than mass horrible production. Like we specifically know the person who did the thing. Anyway. You're right. So in, answer, in asking that question, I would never, I, Tom Harris, I don't think would ever hold anyone to be like, if you want to be with me you've got it well maybe billy joel but apart from that <laughs> uh, there's not a so to do that uh, to flip it i wouldn't i wouldn't be like yes i will do uh, i would look for that compromise yeah but i would entertain the idea if yeah. hypothetical amazing perfect person is asking of this of me also, i would though if they were giving me an ultimatum they might not be the perfect person yeah that's true that's very true okay well. so today we've got an extra person on the mic oh my god yeah i, I know it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> so zane producer zane wants to say a thing so well that's the thing in my current relationship i'm with a vegetarian so i when i'm with them i do mostly eat vegetarian things because that's an okay thing to do i think the question implies though what something and veganism is an is an option like what if it was something like religion like would you well, convert then, to yeah. catholicism then, and go no, to mass they, every week they're fair enough yeah no. the thing is with that like i would be happy to convert but that's not going to change my brain that i like I well don't, no i think it's behavior so I'd, like I'd, I'd, yeah you know it's not going to make me believe, but I'll do it if you want me to kind of thing. If they're perfect person, like I'm not going to do it unless they're perfect person. Yeah, but it's... But again, disingenuously... Are they perfect person? Yeah, yeah. If, they're, if they're, they're asking, asking you to, to do, do the thing. Yeah. All of the debates. I don't know. I would I would want to know, because hypotheticals is, is weird and awkward for us to... But I want to know from people who have changed religion or become religious for some for a partner or uh, picked up vegetarianism or veganism, What I would, I'd, I'd be interested interested if there are any readers who have uh, a put that put that um alternate i don't know what, what it's any major life changes that you've made yeah. for a relationship because your partner wanted you to it's a or proviso you, yeah of a relationship like, and like know. but even if they didn't specifically ask you to have you done a major life change because they've you know they've because that's the way they are and that's I, what and they believe e i'm equally interested in hearing from those people who have who have done the asking who, yeah. have, who have who have said how no, do no, you no. justify asking someone to change their life 
life, okay? No, that sounds really confrontational. <laughs> it's kind, it's kind um, of a valid. It's kind of a valid question. Welcome to Ghost of Boyfriends Past. Hello, one. Hello, all. I'm Liz Best. And I'm Tom Harris. And um, today uh, we had a guest. We had. But then COVID happened. COVID happened. So we no longer have a guest. No guest. We, that's a lie. We do have a guest. She's rad. She's awesome. She's one of my favorite people. Can you believe it? Can um, you believe we booked her? I know we booked a guest last minute. Like I was very excited. Um, it's me. So hey, <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and so. Um, this is why we've got producer Zane on mic because we always yeah. believe that there needs to be two hosts to to keep the guests chatting and honest, honest, honest <laughs> when it comes Great to word. me. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I have dug through my trunk of baggage. Yes, did, um, you pack the, did you pack this emotional baggage yourself? Yes, I packed this emotional baggage myself. A few, you know, got thrown down a few flights of stairs and got a bit damaged on the way. But so a lovely, yes. lo- lovely Elizabeth is is being brave once again, dear readers, and is sitting in in our hot seat here on Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. For those new new listeners who don't understand our our mission brief, Liz and I, what we love to do. Mm-hmm. is we have a guest into our studio and the guest will share a, a story of a relationship gone by. Hilarious, awkward, sad, traumatic. All we'll of t- the above. We'll take all and we listen, we uh, we observe, we understand, we unpack, we under- we ask what did we learn and it's a very kumbaya sharing the story yes. kind of feel about it. Now this is incredibly last minute because as we said due to illness we had someone pull out this afternoon. Um, so it's a story that I've had kind of in my head wanting to tell for a while but I haven't exactly plotted all of it out so if I'm a little bit scatterbrained I'm sorry if you guys need to ask any questions that I've missed please feel free to I'll ask questions oh I know you will is it a is it a happy story an awkward story a sad story a weird story Uh, it's shit it's It's not depressing shit but it's just a what an asshole it's a poor behaviour story yeah it's a poor behaviour story that has some funny bits hopefully I'll warm up the button (laughs) warm up Yes. Oh my god, you're going to need that button within the first five minutes of <laughs> so, me starting. Yeah, warm, crank the handle on that dumping button. Um, yeah, we already know the rules. I know the rules. Yes, Liz, um, you, I've I got know a fake you... name for the person. Um, I will f- fuck up. Um, I'm it's sorry. Just for our, it's just for our new readers that come trickling onto yes, the show. Yes. Elizabeth is in the hot seat this week, so she knows that rule one is no is uh, no uh, aliases. You need aliases. Yes. Uh, sorry, I couldn't, f- I got, couldn't remember I've the word. I've got a false name for the person, um, and I'm also going to change a couple of other details as well. Fantastic. That's for rule two. That leads into rule two, so that those of you playing along at home who figure out who Liz is talking about today, jobs, where they worked, where they've lived, etc., and other people orbiting satellites of the story. Don't dox them. We don't. We're not here to to say, oh, the Mr. Devil Man is oh, and chase him into the streets. No. We're not here to do that. No. It's not a mystery for you to solve. It's no, a story right. for you to appreciate. This isn't a true yeah. crime podcast. God no. damn it! And the third threat, Elizabeth. The third threat. No <laughs> threats. The third, oh, sorry, that was in my, in my head. The uh, the third rule is no threats on microphone, please. That's okay. I've already done my threatening uh, yeah, beforehand. She was doing her warm ups before. She was threatening um, up a storm. Yes. So, look, uh, as frequent listeners of the show will know, I currently hold the record in tie with uh, one of our guests, Joe, uh, for the number of times that we've fucked up with aliases. Yes. So today I've picked a name that's probably as different as I possibly could, yeah. um, and that name's going to be Aiden. Okay. And the reason why I picked the name Aiden, sorry to any of the Aidens out there, is that every single kid that had an Aiden, Jaden, Brayden, Caden <laughs> in okay, their name then. When I went yeah. to school, was a nut job and always bad, but badly behaved. So I, uh, I, I just, I, I agree. Uh, those names just seem to bring out something. In, I don't know. I don't know. I've never met an Aiden Braden. Okay, then, but, but uh, they know I, what they did. They, they know, know what they did, and yeah. I, they know what they're currently doing. Yeah, yeah. So th- we have our, so we have our show. We have our premise. We have our guest. We have our rules. We have a a, a stand-in co-host mm-hmm. uh, with with Zane C. Weber on the microphone, Elizabeth Best. It's over to you and your hot little hands. Okay. Thanks for calling my hands hot. Um, <laughs> so this starts when I was uh, 19. 
at an interesting and important and un- uneducated time frame. Uh, you age. know nothing. It's, it's not you very th- long ago. You think? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the recent past. In no. the recent, it's very, it's so recent. It's like four years ago, guys. But, but, but um, no it's, one it's at one nineteen. It's one of those times when you think you know shit, yeah. but yes. you know fuck all. Yes. Because you've had a relationship. Yes. And you've made mistakes, and you're like, okay, I've done it. That's a high. I had a couple at yeah. that point. I'd had yeah. probably two what I would call proper relationships. Um, so one of them ended, and I was um, the catalyst for that, and I will explain on a later story why I was a dumb bitch about that. Um, but this starts, so I'd just broken up with someone. I was feeling quite sorry for myself, and mm. I was going to a party that I knew that my ex was going to be at. And so I turn up to the party and I walk in completely nervous that I'm going to see my ex because I had broken up with him and I felt bad about it. What? How, how did these nerves present themselves? Like, did you present yourself in a particular way? Because oh, look, he was I always be there, looked or? hot. So yeah, but like, did, did you specifically <laughs> no, so, like wear his favorite perfume and outfit? Do you know or? what? I wasn't super petty back then. Okay. Um, so I just I wore something I that okay. was, <laughs> and I try to explain this to friends recently. Is whenever you're going to see an ex. Don't try and dress up to look sexy because that screams, look yeah. at me. Yes. You want sexy cool. You want to look like you give no shits, but you still look hot, but not like I'm sex on legs hot. Just yeah. like I happen to be sexy and I'm also wearing a leather jacket. What of it? <laughs> um, so I think I was wearing, oh God, I actually can remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a pair of tight jeans and one of those jumpers that had the collar sewn into it. You know, like, like a, a, a like V-neck jump, tight fitting jumper, which like had a, a shirt collar I see. to make it look like I'd layered it. And yes. I was wearing kind of, it was just all very tight fitting, but casual. I want to quickly jump in. Kind of in. librarian chic. Yeah, very uh, much like librarian it. chic. I like it. I want to quickly jump in because, and. I can't believe I remember what clothes I was wearing when I was 19, you guys. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, and just touch on something quickly because Elizabeth said she broke up with her ex. I you did. dumped him, right? I did. But then you're this, you, but in, interestingly, you're this kind of person that hates being the dumper. So most people listening to this story would go, she's walking into a party where she dumped him. I know. She should have all the power. She doesn't ep- operate this way. I'm going to explain. And if it, this is this is an episode for another day because it's a story I'm not quite willing to tell yet. But yeah, there's a, the 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 breakup that had happened beforehand was a really dumb decision on my part based on inexperience. Um, so anyway, I walk into this party. I'm nervous that I'm going to see him. And I, the second that I open the door, it's like one of those um, really terrible movies where the party was one of those ones where they'd set up a basement to look a bit disco-y. So there was just all kinds of dark, like, corners nooks and crannies and there was a and I just walked in I didn't even notice anybody else in the room because I just clocked this guy sitting in the back left corner of the room playing guitar ah uh, yes yep and yep. he looked yep. like dirty dancing Patrick Swayze I was just like who the f-? and I actually I think I grabbed one of my friends and went who the fuck is Patrick Swayze over there um <laughs> it turned out that Patrick Swayze was my okay get ready to table this in your head my ex's sister's ex right okay yeah and I was like oh that's weird and awkward um and he just he was one of those guys that I just thought was impossibly good looking and now that I know him better I know that was not the case um (laughs) but at the time I was just like what whoa and then all of a sudden he looked up and came over to talk to me and at that time I didn't know how awesome I was either I just thought I was like whatever yeah um and so I was like oh my god he's talking to me oh my fucking god like people like this don't talk to me um and then I found out after a bit of chatting that he was also a professional athlete. Oh, so dear. he had this ridiculous body, like like Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like there was no difference. He like was a spot dancer. the difference. They're both the same picture. <laughs> so you just um, found yourself in a room with one of these amazing. There were other per- people there, but yeah, I but don't. With a, but this guy it had all a spotlight, spotlight on him. <laughs> and a, he did though. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, when you when you're in the same room as one of these attractive people, like these ultra attract, that feels like they've travelled from a different dimension, and yeah. their energy around you doesn't feel right. Because you're not used to de- to talking no, across from this Adonis. No. And so then when he asked, he asked someone else for my phone number and they gave it to him. And then he called me and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> be cool, Liz, be people, cool. <laughs> people don't, what? Um, and it, like the, the truth is, I go back and look at photos of myself then and I could have been a fucking model. Like it's ridiculous how down on myself I was then. Um, but like, and I was even working for a promo agency and you would think someone, 
someone working for a promo yeah, agency. Probably... Like I used to be a breaker girl and I still thought people yeah. like that didn't talk to people like me. If you don't know what a breaker girl is, boys and girls, uh, Google yes. it. It's just people who dress sexy to sell chocolate milk. Ah, the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. And I was a cougar girl briefly for, for about six months as well. Fantastic. Look up the ad. Um, and so we went out on a date and I don't actually remember what happened on the date. All I remember is... Just being like, this, this isn't me. He was also he was also nine years older than me. Okay. So when you're 19 and he's nine years, that's because yeah. age difference. That's sort of you. You disagree with an age difference. You you your stage difference. Stage difference. That's it's my a, it's issue. A wonderful, uh, um, so and like I was just like whatever because my ex before that had been a bit older than me too, and I was just like I just like older guys. Um, and so I remember I, this is the thing. I remember exactly the moment that I met him. I remember the end of the first date where we kissed, and I remember fuck all else other than we're <laughs> together now. Um, so we. Started actually dating, and I he was completely love bomby. Like it was just talking all the time about our future, and and you and you guys are boyfriend and, go, and girlfriend. We, at yeah, this stage. I don't even remember having the discussion. We just, just yeah, were, just yeah. and he used to do things that made me feel really safe. Um, like when we were walking in a shopping center, he'd make sure that I was along the wall and he was on the outside so that someone wouldn't bump into me. Um, like I, I was like, why do you always swap hands? Like because I, I was like, why do you always swap hands when we come into the shopping center? He's like, well, I want to make sure that I'm on the outside edge so that no one bumps into you. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Like he would also always make sure that he was walking um, on the side of the road if we were walking near the side of the road. And I don't, oh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, and like I remember bringing him to my parents' house for a pool party at one time and my aunt, who wasn't that much older than me, uh, she's probably about 10 years older than me. So like his yeah, age. <laughs> came past after he was there um, swimming and just went, um, thanks for bringing him over. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I was like, you're welcome. Yeah, you're so welcome. Can we just jump back to the <laughs> positioning in a supermarket? Yeah. Is that something that people think about? I, I guess I'm looking at you, I'd Tom. never heard of it before him, but I have heard it since. Right. In a... In a- in a sense that some okay, it's gonna this is gonna come out awkward, but it's well intended. Well intended. In some ways, women uh, are constructed towards like a finishing school kind of mentality. Men are dragged toward can can be dragged towards like acting like a gentleman. So I mean, and, I get that. Like, and that's it. Like so pulling out chairs and opening doors is different from ensuring yeah, that you're so on the the walking on the side of the road. I do. I'll I'll, I'll do that one where I walk closer to the yeah. To the thing, but not in a supermarket. You know, yeah. in a mall. I've in never... like a crowd, I can imagine like a bit being of... close yeah. to kind of like manage the people around you. Yeah, I mean, but like I a... had another ex who um, would sleep always. <laughs> I I told him that he was actually doing the wrong thing and putting me in more danger. So he would always sleep the furthest away from the door. And I'm like, you want them to murder me first? <laughs> and he's like, no, it's so that if something happens, I can see the whole room at once. Yeah. And I'm like, and use me as a shield? <laughs> Um, anyway, so we're back to this relationship. And yeah. the thing is, like, I can't remember I can't remember a lot of the good stuff because um, it got very overshadowed. So what I do remember... So how long did the whirlwind last? How, mm. how long was it kind of like you met and you started, you went on dates, then you started dating and it was very like... Very quick. Yeah. Um, and I just remember he would never... He, he was not a verbal, expressy man. So right. he'd do like actions or cuddling or whatever and he was very good at the sex. I have to say that. I'm sorry. He really was. Although having dated people with ridiculous bodies and normal bodies, I actually think it's more comfortable not having someone. Like it was like hugging a sack of potatoes. The muscles, the ripples. Right. Like okay. yeah. just. There's no give. There's, there's just, no padding. There's no, there's nowhere to nuzzle into. There's no nook that I fit in. It was just like he, he was a human V, like broad shoulders, tiny waist. Anyway, um, and I just remember sitting at dinner at one point point with his parents who were very abrupt and well his mother was lovely but his dad was one of those blunt people who if you're still at the home and he wants to go to bed he'll come downstairs in his pajamas during yes. dinner and he did do that um, <laughs> once with me um, but we were talking about uh, I still remember we were talking about his younger brother's 21st and what happened and so his mum turns to me and goes oh so what did you do on your 21st and I'm sitting there going I'm 19 and she just just like oh oh and then they never quite acted the same way 
around me right. again. Yep. Um, anyway, what I do remember is that he, we'd been dating for, we ended up dating for about a year and a half, right? And through that, he was always uh, training. And so, you know, occasionally like six, seven hours a day, he'd train in the morning, train in the afternoon. He was like, you know, an awarded athlete, shall yeah. we say, mm-hmm. like an officially awarded athlete. And then so is when that like he, professional athlete, like training, training? Yeah, yeah. like training, training, Commonwealth yeah. Games, training. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when he met my parents, and I think I've told this part of the story mm. um, apropos of nothing for another story, but when he met my parents, I was really excited for him to meet my parents because I just thought he was the bee's fucking knees. Of course. Um, and so Patrick I made Swayze this... Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Right? Like, um, and so I made this really special dinner, which was actually really hard to make. So what I did, I'm going to explain to you what I made so you know how much effort I went yes, to. Please. So I had this chicken breasts that I stuffed with camembert and semi uh, sun-dried tomatoes. And then, I, yep. and then I rolled them up, crumbed them, fried them and served them with a basil mint pesto sauce that I made myself. And it was fucking delicious. There's work, and there's work in that. It and took there's hours. Yep, yep. It took hours. Yep. Um, so the first thing, you know, everyone's eating dinner and he turns to me and goes, it's a bit dry. And I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that he'd said that. And then mum later on went, you know, he insulted your cooking within the first five minutes of us sitting down to yeah, eat. And I was like, yeah. what? Did he? What? Um, then later on in the night, he's talking to my parents and he um, falls asleep mid-conversation. Now. Mm-hmm. So he blames this on the fact that he has to start training at five o'clock in the morning every morning and he's and then he has to go to work and then train from six to eight or whatever. Um, and I defended him to my mother going, Mum, he's such a hard-working... D- d- but- I-, I will ask, did he usually fall asleep in mid-conversation around that time with you? No. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. He would get tired and say, we need to go yeah. to bed now. Yeah. Or excuse himself, but I can't remember him ever falling he's got, asleep. Yeah, he's got wonderful on excuses for falling asleep, but falling asleep was poor. So fall. my mother was automatically like, I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so a little bit along the line, I'm just trying to get this time. All I can remember is all the terrible stuff that happened at the end. He also, okay, so another thing that, that we had because of his. Um, training schedule we he told me very firmly that we could only have sex one night a week because he was exhausted and it was always on saturday because he only had to train once on saturday instead of twice i mean i've heard of athletes who have very strict sexual regimes Mm. and he said to me it wasn't because he needed to perform better in sport it's just that he was too tired and i just went okay that's fine sex night great and so as you do you tell your girlfriends about sex night because that's a fun topic of conversation so one day i get home with Uh, Aiden and we go to the front door of my house and there are streamers and balloons and a banner that says happy sex night with pictures of dicks um, ejaculating (laughs) at my front door. Now I think this is hilarious. He lost his shit. How dare you share our private Uh, information with people? How dare you tell people this? They don't know. I don't need anyone to know. Like it got to the point where we had such an aggressive fight about it that he left and I was in tears. Like he was furious. That's really unfortunate. That's really unfortunate that that it blew up and got and got bit. But did he have a case? Did he have a point for? I I know you women. You love to chat, but you're not allowed to all the time. Two best friends. I don't know. I'm asking the question. Like as if I'm not going to tell them about like, my sex thing. life. Like getting it a is getting partially stop- his story, but it's also Liz's yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, if you're dating, uh, I don't know. If you're if you're dating, right in this tour. And of you- if there's a situation where your friends have said, "Hey, we want to do this Saturday," and you're like, "Oh, unfortunately, I can't. It's sex night. I can't. Night. I really <laughs> want to make it sex night this week. Yeah. <laughs> like if I miss sex night, it doesn't come around literally yeah. for a whole another week. Like. And uh, like that's the thing. I kind of feel like his anger came from our place of insecurity that he's only having sex once a week. Yes. I don't look, I possibly I also think uh knowing what 
what I know now, it was an element of um, control and controlling yeah. mm. his narrative and my narrative. Um, so it got to a point in the relationship where like we'd been dating for a year and he hadn't said that he loved me and I was really nervous about that and I was constantly kind of looking for reassurance because I was like, how have we been going out for this long and you haven't said yeah. that you love me? It's a wonderful question for another episode. When do we, <laughs> I know yeah. there is no right answer, like, I there's think. There's no right answer, but if you've been together with someone for a year, they should love you. Otherwise, why are they with you? That, that That's the point is like, it's not when should you say it. It's like, you should say it when you feel it. Mm. It's like, when is it a problem that you haven't said? Yeah, it? yeah. that's, a, that's yeah. A- <laughs> um, And so I would constantly, because my love language is words of affirmation and I wasn't getting that. Yeah. Um, and it's also um, a physical touch. And I sex night was once a week, guys. Mm. Um, and he was a bit funny about like PDA. He was he was fine to hold my hand in a supermarket as a protective yeah. slash controlling thing, mm-hmm. um, but we never were like kissy kissy or smoochy in public. And whenever right. I would try and bring it up and communicate it with him, I just remember this one explosive argument that he had because it was so the picture is in my brain mm. where he goes, "It's just like you're picking a fucking loose thread at a, stre- at a on a sweater, and it's just unraveling. Why do you have to pick 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 all the time? Why do you have to? Why don't you just leave things as they are? Like why don't you just leave the sweater intact?" And I'm like, "Okay, I'm sorry. Like." The sweater doesn't fit. Yeah. And unfor- unfortunately, yes. <laughs> that's, it, that's my point. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. men think and know that we're born perfect, so that any yeah. t- any anything that needs to change is c- has to yeah. be wrong by definition. And so I hadn't quite realized that I was really depressed at this mm. point. I hadn't realized that I was really unhappy in my relationship because I was like, this fucking Adonis is dating me, whatever. But just little things like he would tell me to wear flats instead of heels, and I would go, yes, sir. You know. Um, or he would uh, I remember my agency that I was with once suggested putting me forward for the Miss University pageant which is just like a, a pageant yeah. you know I don't like pageants but I had already said to my boss oh I don't really think I'm a pageant kind of girl because I didn't think I was one of those girls yeah. totally fucking was <laughs> not anymore but like um, and so I told him in the kind of together isn't this funny kind of thing and he goes oh you shouldn't go in that have you seen the girls have you seen the girls yeah, that go so into things like that so poor yeah like that's the thing like the more you're going on the more you're telling like it just seems like he fell into a a pattern of negging you yes yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely which is just like okay so i have you and you fit into my schedule yes so i'm just going to remove your worth until you think that you can't do any better mm. yeah okay and so this is when we start oh i've got one more little anecdote before we start into the downward spiral um, is so my 21st birthday oh we must have been dating for longer than a year mm. my 21st birthday and I started dating when I was 19 19 maybe with a, a at good, the end of 19 yeah maybe change, yeah. Um, anyway so my 21st birthday is coming along and he's brags to me for months that he's got the perfect present for me. And I'm like, oh, like I'm getting excited. Like normally I'm happy for whatever someone gives you, right? Yeah, yeah. But when they brag for months and months yeah. about how fucking great their present is, you get a bit hype, right? Well, you're excited because they must have put thought effort. into it. Yeah. Thought and effort, mm. yeah. Yeah. So uh, 21st birthday comes along and I had a like a 1920s party at my house and he shows up looking all dapper in his fucking suit jacket that barely fits because his muscles are rippling <laughs> through it. I hate that he was so in such good physical shape because he's such an asshole. Um, and he gives me the biggest bunch of lilies that I'd ever seen. And lilies, I had said to him, was my favourite flower. And yeah. I was like, this is beautiful. And then he was like, so what do you think? And I was like, oh, the flowers are beautiful. And he's like, yeah. Uh-huh. Month, yeah, months. Yeah. 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 Perfect gift. Yeah, he's like, I remembered your favourite flower. I'm like, we've been dating for a year. I would fucking hope you would. <laughs> that was it. That was that, was, that yeah. was my 21st present, a bunch of flowers. And they were a big bunch. Um, but So we miss a, a misreading of the, the, the brief there. <laughs> self-congratulation yeah. of this I've I've remembered a detail about you about your life yeah give me a medal <laughs> yeah it was just and I don't want to sound materialistic because you don't need to go overboard even if you'd kept a fucking you know framed a ticket stub from our first date or whatever like that's still meaningful but when you brag for so long and and it's the 
I'm so great. I've got you this. Right. It's yeah. the the fact for that months. he wanted the pat on the back for it. And everyone I told was like, so what do you get you? And I'm like, flowers. They're like, for your 21st. But, oh, all right. right. Um, okay. So here we start the downward spiral. So I didn't really know how under his spell that I was. I just knew that there was something in my body that made it feel like I was jumping out of my skin and I didn't know why. Like I just was, It's you know, that really itchy, antsy kind of feeling. I mean, we, we can acknowledge at this point that this is a has or was a pattern with you right yes. is that like you you bought into relationships a lot quicker than the men that you dated yeah, yeah. and this is the thing like i've had um i've had people uh match me in that passion um but, but this, you wanted to make it work but this yeah, yeah and this guy never like when you said when did the whirlwind end it wasn't ever really a whirlwind i was always grateful that someone like him was dating someone right. like me so he never really really proved himself at all other than hey I'm a hot person you should like me and fit into my life yeah. when I want you to mm. and he would constantly you know neg me or say things about you know you can't go in that pageant because you're not blonde only blonde women can do you know yeah. like wear yeah. your hair down I don't like it when you wear it up like little things like that and I found myself not really associating with friends that pissed him off yeah so I had gotten isolated as well yeah. um, and I was looking for something else in my life because I was really I was a ball of anxiety and I didn't know what to do with it. So back in the day, I got a newspaper. I looked into, because that's when they used to advertise auditions for stuff in yeah. a newspaper. I'd never done any acting or theatre before in my life. And I saw uh, an audition for a show called Blurred at Brisbane Arts Theatre. Um, so they gave me my start. I went along, <laughs> got the role, was like, what? What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? But I just needed something outside of my life to distract me from how dis- how unhappy I was in my relationship. Somehow I was like, well, if I'm happy here, then I'll be able to endure the relationship, which is the dumbest fucking way of thinking. Yes. See, I don't think that that's dumb because it's like when you're in a relationship, you, you can see that it is skewing your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And so finding something outside of the relationship kind of balances the perspective. Yeah. Well, it gave it gave me uh, strength that he did not like. Yes. Yep. Of course. Um, <laughs> so I would constantly be going to rehearsals and uh, he'd be like, why are you not available? And I'm like, I have rehearsal. Um, and I still remember like having the cast over to my house one night. Like, and I, I still remember. So I was having the cast. We were just hanging out, having fun. Nothing debaucherous or insane. Mm. Just cast drinks at the house he walks into the house stands in the doorway stares at me and walks out again now obviously this baby behavior is toxic and negative and bad but walking into a, ra- a house of actors can can it is intimidating but the look that he gave me i can imagine was, was not as not as a uh, playful or nice. one of be- like i'd betrayed him by having people over without yeah, informing him yeah, but yeah, i rough. hadn't even invited him over that night he'd right. just shown up oh, dear. and i and i went out stairs uh, out stairs downstairs and outside and I was like what what's wrong and he's like um I came over to spend time with you and you're with other people and I was like okay but I just we're just like we're just they're just my friends from the theater they're just like fucking you know um and he's like look I don't have the energy to be dealing with people right now so I'm just gonna go home and then I went inside and bursted tears because I was really upset um there was a really hot guy in the cast who was like why is he treating you like this and I'm like ah. <laughs> um so another night so this this pattern of him getting angry at me spending time doing something outside of the relationship continued um, until it came to a head one night where I had a cast party at my house again and I told him in advance this time and I yeah. said I had a cast party and blah, blah, blah. And a couple of people ended up staying over. Now, this is probably the craziest that I've ever gone. Um, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's happening now? No, yeah, no, no. I... It's, it's, it's just uh, something that is so not me and, I, and I'm embarrassed that I yes. did it and I'm ashamed that I did it and I would never do that now, but I understand why people do it. They are, so, they are interesting, those moments. We'll pause on this for because yeah. I, I have that quite often. Twice, twice a week, I'll look back at behaviour in my history and go, no, that was bad and wrong. And, and you, I know. No, and, and it wasn't inherently it. bad. It was just a, oh, honey, oh, you no. Didn't, yeah, yeah. It was an, oh, honey, no moment. Disappointed in uh, yourself. or I might have something to say, but I want to know what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's so, so first of all, the people that stayed over were both male. Mm-hmm. Um, and second thing you need to know is that I lived in a share house, which means you cannot put them out in the lounge room because my flatmates would get up very early the mm-hmm. next morning to go to work. So they slept in my bedroom. On the floor, mind you, one of them, super fucking gay, like the gayest, and the other one, 
completely not interesting yeah. and I had a boyfriend and I respected that. Mm. And so when I was getting changed for bed, I just went, oi, turn away, idiots, I'm getting changed. So I got changed for bed, went to sleep, boys slept on the floor, all seems fine. The next morning, um, uh, I, he was like, uh, Aiden, I nearly said the name. I nearly <laughs> oh, said I, I haven't said said it. it I haven't marked down one thing yet. Uh, <laughs> Aiden comes in and he's like, so how was your party mm. last night? With a really poppy pee. Um, and I was like, oh, it was great. Yeah, we just had a few drinks and a couple of people slept over. And he's like, were these people men? And I was flustered and young. Mm. And I just went, well, uh, yes. And he goes, um, did you get changed in front of them? And I went, I'm sorry. And he said, did you get changed in front of them? And I was like, well, and I lied. And I said, I said, no, like I, we weren't even in the same room. No, like absolutely. Cause I knew he was going to flip his lid. Yeah, yeah. And this, the, a lot of this relationship was me tiptoeing around him flipping his lid because he had a yeah. really nasty anger problem. Um, like he would just, ex- it, it went from zero to explosive and me in tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he said, how dare you have people stay over? in my personal space and I was like it's my bedroom and he's like that is my space as your boyfriend that is my space that is my you let other men in my personal space there we go just a couple couple. (laughs) yeah Um, and I was just making excuses current Liz would just be like how dare you that's my space (laughs) get out of my life but back then I was just like I still felt grateful that this fucking Adonis was dating me because he'd also destroyed the small amount of self-esteem that I had. Have we got to the crazy bit yet? No. Okay. No, the crazy bit is that he grabs my phone, Mm. slams my bedroom door, Mm. and is holding it shut while he says to me through the door, I'm going to phone them and I'm going to ask them if you changed in front of them and we'll see. We'll see. So instead of going, this is fucked up, I knew that I had an old phone and and a spare SIM card in the top of my drawer. So while he was yelling and screaming outside... I got my burner phone. It wasn't even a burner yeah, phone. It was just, just an old phone. phone. Yeah. Put the SIM card in, phoned both of the boys and whispered into the phone, can you please lie for me? Can mm. you be, he's going okay. to call, call you. And one of my friends was like, oh, Liz, no, this isn't, the guy was like, this isn't right. This is, he goes, I, I'll lie for you if you want me to. Yeah. I didn't see anything, but he goes, you have to know this isn't healthy. And I was, I was hyperventilating. I was like, can you please, can you please, can you please just, can you please just lie for me? So this okay. is, what I said this is what I think like it it was a like I I phoned up my friends and begged them to lie for me so this man wouldn't leave me because because you uh, either subconsciously or consciously had to lie to this man but because yes so it's a but okay so that's I don't think that's crazy because you were oh honey no you were in danger like you you, that's true you're in emotional danger if not physical danger you were like oh god I made this perfectly tiny white lie for his comfort yeah and, and now I'm now, whispering down the line yeah, yeah now it, uh, this has led to this reaction yeah. and I think that's just that is something that as I don't a, remember how I had time to do that I think he might have driven away with my phone right, to call yeah. them because um, that's the thing as a young person this one step leads to another and is that yeah, the frog in water right. that escalation whereas when you've had this experience you can go like okay no this is the tipping point that I, I can mm. never get past again yeah and that's when you go oh no. No. Honey, no. <laughs> so he called my friends and he said to try and trip them up, he was like, so when Liz changed in front of you mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, she didn't, what are you talking about, man? I was like, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, we didn't break up over this. I was like, thank thank you. Thank <sighs> God for, Jeez. thank you so much for, um, you know, not getting mad about it. I won't mm. do it again. Mea culpa. I won't have fun. I won't. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, God. We're getting to the end I promise um, so there was just a lot of really nasty control issues but that's one that I remember like I specifically yeah. remember crouching near my bed whispering into the phone begging my male friends to lie for me so that this abusive man wouldn't leave me yeah. and it, it's terrible but at this point how long have you guys been together over a year just over a year just over a year okay yeah. so in the meantime hot guy from the cast had been going like what's going on here mm. what's like what's what yeah um 
and one drunken cast party and this is the only time that I have ever cheated on somebody and I only it was only a, a little little bit little bit of a make out just a, <laughs> just a little patch um nothing other than just a little patch someone yep. there's a photo of it somewhere where he's lying next to me and of course my face of course just there's looks, a photo of it somewhere. yeah my face just looks happy fucking cast parties um yeah fucking cast parties like a printed out photo before photos were digital <laughs> there's a printed out photo that exists of this and I had made up in my mind that I was going to break up with yeah. Aiden the next day I knew I wasn't but I had said told myself that I was there's a few times that I'm like I'm going to no I'm not he's still really hot and maybe he'll still love me I don't know yeah um so on opening night of the show so so his parents came to see it, which was really lovely. Did they stay around to say hello afterwards? Fuck no, they didn't. Of course, why would they? That's just rude. By the way, if you ever come to see a friend's show, yeah, you, you, you either have to send them a text saying yep. it was great but I had to go or you have to stay around and say hello. That's the rules. Them's That's the rules. rules of going to a show. Um, and he had, I think I can say this without identifying, so he had Olympic trials the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had said to him, uh, cool, well, you know, we had a bit of a kiss, had a bit of a hug and he's like, so are you coming home with me? And I was like, no, I've got the cast party because it's opening night. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're coming home with me. I have Olympic trials tomorrow. I need you. And I was like, well, no, I'm, he's like, but I'll be wondering where you are all night and I won't sleep before Olympic trials. I'm like, well, I'll be at my home at the cast party. Yeah. Mm. It's just a thing that people do in theatre. Um, so you had to be... S- at his place, sleeping. Yes. Rather yes. than so he for needs, his he, comfort, he needs yes. her. He yeah. needs her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. I hate is the what I hate is this just the the constant assumption of well well yeah I know we've already you've, we've made plans and it's just this it's this right now decision he never, making. Just, ever come on. said to me he's like I've got Olympic trials the next day and I should have read into that like she says in yeah. quote marks that that meant that he needed me to stay over yeah. like we weren't going to have sex or anything because it wasn't sex it's night not sex night um but Olympic trials the next day apparently I needed to be supportive and that meant sleeping next to him instead of having fun with my friends um so he looks a little shitty but not the shittiest that I've seen him Mm. and he's like all right well bye five minutes later I get a text message that says you're dumped (laughs) what's worse y-o-u-r yes the passive voice there just like not I can't be with you anymore it's like you're dumped dumped. yeah (laughs) yeah this is from a 31 year old man yeah yeah you're dumped you're dumped by the way yeah. yeah now I later found out that he'd already started seeing somebody new behind my back oh yes that's um, and they're married now so congratulations to them have fun with that um, but yeah you're dumped and I think the absurdity of that text Lessened made the, it a yeah. lot easier to just be like you know what like I sobbed into ice cream that night the cast yeah. party became all about let's cheer loser <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I have never felt more grateful to have a group of humans around me that and to be honest with those people in that first show one of whom I'm still friends actually many of whom I'm still friends with but one of whom I'm still best friends with you know like however many years later Mm -hmm. um, gave me some of my strength back to realise that I would be okay not being in a relationship and that I would be okay without this big strong man protecting me from the harsh world and that I was actually better off and that I was accepting a lot less than I deserved because no one should have to phone their friends and beg I was begging like I, I swear to god I was literally begging these men to lie for me yeah mm. um and yeah the absurdity of the you're dumped sending a grammatically incorrect text message to an editor um <laughs> it it made it a little more funny <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. His, not the most graceful or, or classy or even empowering exits he, he took there, the your, no. the, the um, misspelled uh, text message. Dear Lord. So how did you – so you, you have that weird, terrible breakup yeah. that sent for a message. How long did it take you to sort of turn, get out of – because getting out of a, a, a breakup or getting out of a relationship and, get, and turning that corner. Oh, yeah, I mean, how, how long was it before you felt relief? Yeah, that's a good um, question. Probably about a month and a half to two months. Yeah. Um, uh, like a lot – it took me longer than I than it would now um, because I still thought that my worth was in this yes. good-looking sports yeah. person in this liking me. Olympian. Yeah, yeah. well, failed Olympian, guys. But he didn't, still, like... I, I, liked, <laughs> I like to think that he didn't make the Olympic trials because I wasn't there. Mm, <laughs> be, but at, 
but at the time he looked like an Olympian. Yeah. So yeah, like that that is where you were getting your self worth from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I liked being seen with Mm. him as well. That sounds really vain, but also because he was so much older than me, I took a lot of what he said as wisdom. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, doing theatre and being in that show, that was the first show that I've done and I pretty much haven't stopped since, um, was such a great distraction. Like I just put my heart and my soul into my performance um, and like having a group, having your support network, you get to see them every single night and do fun stuff on stage. And also if you're after esteem, a good cast is going to give it to you. Yeah, absolutely. And like my character at the time was with somebody who broke up with her for schoolies. Mm. And so she decided to get back at him by flirting with another guy in the train and he just stands there. The the boyfriend the whole time on the train is just pissed off. So that's all of my scenes were being flirting with somebody else (laughs) and having someone be, angry at me for it yeah. and I just like you use it right yeah, that's right um but yeah so that's that's my uh story and Deary me I'm not proud of a lot of how I acted that's in that's that. okay you don't that's your but call. I thought I would have learned more lessons and then and then I dated what did we call him last time I don't know fuck with yeah, um <laughs> the, the worst the guy who was the worst guy for yeah. me um and the same thing happened where I I thought I was all strong and confident but he had a more insidious way of getting me to lose my self-esteem so it wasn't as obvious as negging mm, and being possessive and yeah. controlling it was like tiny offhand comments that didn't mean anything and so I think that's how I lost myself in that one having already had this experience so is there an, did you learn anything or is this a case sometimes in life you're just a big stupid idiot and well, you, you can't at help the time but be I a big stupid nothing. idiot yeah, at the you time don't have to I learned nothing right away mm. like you can have learned but lessons now, now yeah, yeah. Now now I look back and I'm like, oh, honey, if you feel in a panic that you have to get your friends to lie for you so that your partner won't explode, yes. that's not that's not healthy. If somebody calls your bedroom their personal space, mm. that's not healthy. Like I still remember being indignant and then being yelled at for half an hour about why I shouldn't have been indignant about that yeah. and apologizing. Um, yeah, I think it's it's that it's that he was so controlling. He wanted me to slot into his life, but I wasn't allowed to have any life other than supporting him. I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial in the sense that a lot of the behaviour that I think he exhibited, even though you were 19 going on 21, etc, etc, a lot of that behaviour is grooming behaviour where he presented himself as an authority, spoke words that you accepted as wisdom and then turned that wisdom Mm. into control so that he could control you and how you... It's it's not necessarily that he was after someone... Younger. I'm not calling him a pedophile. Yeah, well, because no. I did. He he did treat his other girlfriends before me the same. Like I yeah, remember absolutely. running into my ex um, after I'd broken up with Aiden, my other ex, um, and I I just was like, oh my god, uh, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, you wouldn't have believed me. Yeah, because he saw how abusive Aiden had been to his sister. Like he would fly off the handle and slam doors in her face and call her a c-word. Yeah. Like mm. you know, he'd he'd seen it, but he was still hurting from the breakup and he didn't think he was right I wouldn't have believed him I absolutely would not have believed him and that's the thing I think there is a kind of male approach to relationships where they where they do create the perfect partner for themselves at the the loss of the woman's I absolutely think that's what happens and I think that that's what I mean by grooming not necessarily convincing a young person to trust you but convincing a person to trust you and then changing the parameters without them knowing yeah yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of that. Zane, what do you learn from a tale as cautious as this one? I think from hearing this discussion now, I think we can we can forgive ourselves the mistakes we make in our youth. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Um because a lot of what you did was acting out because you didn't know any better. Mm. Yeah, um, I was, and and when when I think about it and what you just said, like I, I hadn't quite registered as um, as fear, but I was afraid of him. Yeah. Not in a physical way. He never hit me, but he was an imposing man who would fly off the handle yeah. a mm. lot. That doesn't need. Um, to be, doesn't need to be. And so that. there was an amount of fear. That's the thing. Slamming a door is a violent act. Yeah. Uh, punching a wall is a violent. 
wasn't it? Oh, he punched a wall too. I forgot about that. He punched a wall once he found out the man slept in my bedroom, his personal space. Punched a fucking wall. Mm, That's not good. That is a... He or she or they don't have to be making contact with you, dear reader. If they're hitting the wall or slamming doors. Well, that's aggression. It's it's implied attack on you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, So just just some red flags to keep an eye out there. Um, My takeaway is just the power and value of a support network. I'm an introvert. I have uh, less friends than I do fingers. Um, but when I broke up with uh, a, a, after a seven-year relationship, I had two friends just dropped everything and just went to my side for three, four hours post the posting yeah. and just helps you guide through. It's still going to be painful. You're still going to be blaming the sky and the gods and everything in it and angry and sad and all that yeah. crying eventually. There's time for all that, but the, the having, those, having people that will come to your side. The director of that show, and I'm going to call her out by actual name because I still am very, very thankful for this. So, Fran. Fran. Um... When I burst into tears and she's like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I was like, broke up with me. She go. literally, oh, I did it. <laughs> I did it. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so close. All right, time to collect, I was my, so time close. To collect, my, collect my winnings. <laughs> Aiden broke up with me and uh, she just went straight into like director mode where she yeah. said to other people, she's like, all right, you two go and get ice cream from this place. You guys go ahead, ah, make sure that the house great. is open. I'm going to stay with Liz and we'll come to the house when we're ready. She just kind of directed people into my perfect soft <laughs> landing pad yeah, from that breakup. Well done. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're still friends now is just because she, she cares so much about other people and and will consistently put other people ahead of herself she just knew exactly what I needed in that minute directed everyone to do the thing and gave me the softest landing from that hard breakup that I've ever yeah. had that night it was so great that's so, so thank you Francesca that's so sweet and a little nicer than mine my my two friends that helped me uh, immediately post breakup went out for booze and cigarettes because <laughs> under the guise of well so Tom will probably want booze and cigarettes so they were doing it for them yeah. in in order to help me. So I think so, uh, it's a little different there. But well done, Elizabeth Best. Everybody at home uh, or at the gym, wherever you are listening, give a round of applause to Elizabeth. Thanks. Because it's harder than I thought it was going to be. Because yes, you've I, done very well. Like, there's a lot of that relationship that is literally a blur. I only remember the touchstone moments that I've talked yeah. to you about mm, today. Yeah. I remember nothing else about that relationship. Well, I think I think that speaks to the, uh, the, the odd emotional connection that you had in yeah. that it was mostly about the esteem that you had gave to each other externally rather than the relationship you had internally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. So yeah. Well done, Liz. Thank uh, you. You'll be back in the director's chair next next week. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. You don't have to sit in the guest the hot yeah. seat every week. I'm not ready to tell the other stories yet. One day I will be, but I'm just not there. So if you have a, 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 a an episode that must be heard, must be shared on this show, Ghost of Boyfriends Past, please write it in at ghost ghost of boyfriends past at gmail.com or jump on Facebook. We got a group there of like-minded individuals called Ghost of uh, was it Ghost, Ghost of Boyfriends Past Group, group Therapy. therapy. Yeah, um, people put in their their own questions that were, were their memes. own discussions. Send there. me memes. all the memes. <laughs> um, otherwise, we thank you for listening. The, the, the three of us in this in this here studio. We God, we love your your time, your energy, your appreciation of what we do. Um, apart from that, uh, apart from that, just be good to one another. Yeah. Just just a little bit. You there in the street, be good to that person I'm not talking about your uh, relationships just also forgive yourself yeah yeah that's a, that's a good one <laughs> alright I'll forgive myself I'll All forgive right. myself I'll you dumb bitch <laughs> you stupid stupid cunt <laughs> Hi, I'm Travis. And I'm Serge. And we are the hosts of Now That's Interesting Podcast. Here we talk about the topics that catch our interest and hopefully spark your curiosity to dig deeper into the world around you. We go into enough detail to get a better understanding of the topic we cover. Say just a bit above your average pub chat. We talk about everything from conspiracy theories here on Earth to rovers on Mars and everything in between. Find us on whichever platform you get your podcast fix. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.